Welcome to the podcast of RUF at Boston University. Hey guys, this is Nathan Dix, the campus minister at RUF at Boston University. Just wanted to say thank you for being a part of this quarantine question series. Uh, to students who are listening, we want to hear from you if you have questions that you want uh, to have tackled on this podcast. Please email rufbostonu at gmail.com or reach out to me, Nathan, directly. And uh, to anyone else who's listening, uh, friends, supporters of the ministry, uh, thank you for listening in, and we appreciate your support and prayers. All right, here we go to the next question. Well, we polled everyone and we decided the next question to tackle in this series is, how do I confront sin during this time of quarantine, isolation, social distancing? And I'm encouraged by this question because I think it says two things. One, we are a bunch of sinners. And two, that God has given us a desire to tackle our sin head on. I've always been struck by Paul's words to Timothy. He says this, The saying is trustworthy and deserving of full acceptance, that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am the foremost. Paul, the great apostle, considered himself the foremost of sinners. One thing that Paul spent a lot of time in is a jail cell. You can imagine the time he had on his hands to think, pray, write, and confront his own sin. You may feel like, in a sense, you're imprisoned in your dorm, in your apartment, in your home. And you might have thought, like, how am I going to use this time? What is God's will in this time? One of the clearest parts of scripture that just comes right out and says what God's will is, is 1 Thessalonians 4.3, which says, It is God's will that you should be sanctified. Whether there's a global pandemic or there's peace and prosperity in the world, it is and always has been God's will that you should be sanctified. In other words, made holy. So, there are three things I want to cover. The first one is how do you become aware of your sin? Secondly, how do you confront your sin? And third, how do you receive mercy and grace to cover your sin? So first, how do you become aware of your sin? Well, I think there are accidental ways that this could happen and also intentional ways that this could happen. First, accidental. You're at home all the time. Um, you are stuck with your thoughts. You probably have more time alone than you've had in a long time. You're stuck with your family, roommates. You're probably going to experience tension in those relationships that's hard to, to ignore because you're staying at home a lot. Uh, you may be in a situation at home that can lead to patterns returning, old ways of relating to your parents, uh, temptations online, uh, laziness, etc. The removal of comforts, uh, control, things that were disciplines in your life um, can reveal how much idolatry you had in your life, how much um, 
things, certain things, certain plans, certain comforts, uh, a sense of control over your schedule and time and plans in your life had become ultimate, had taken the place of God. So these are all accidental things that kind of like passively happen to us or happening maybe to you that is causing you to reveal your sin um, or causing you to be more aware of your sin. And we can engage with this by not engaging. In other words, numbing ourselves, escaping, distracting ourselves from the guilt, the shame, the consequences of our sin. We can keep telling ourselves everything is okay and deceive ourselves. We can just seek entertainment, comfort, pleasure, and things that just numb us out and kind of escape from our thoughts. Or we can be intentional about this time and we can confront our sin. We're going to talk about confronting your sin a little bit, but but what are intentional ways that we can become more aware of our sin? Um, you may see this as an opportunity to have time alone. And time alone is... Um, seen as a good thing in scripture. It's um, loneliness is not seen as a, a good thing, but solitude, kind of intentional uh, going to be by yourself, something that Christ himself practiced, um, can be a good thing. Time to reflect. Meditating on the Ten Commandments, Psalm 119, the Sermon on the Mount, and other portions of scripture that describe the beauties of God's holiness is one intentional way to become more aware of your sin. Another thing is you can ask those around you for honest feedback. What ways can I grow in Christlikeness? Now that's a really bold and courageous question to ask, but you might really benefit from what people tell you. The other way you can be intentional about becoming aware of your sin is seeking wisdom from those that are more experienced and more holy than us. These can be authors that are dead or alive, uh, your parents, grandparents, pastors. Um, seeking this out, being intentional, uh, could be a way that you can use this time. When we recognize our sin, uh, we can turn away from it, forget it, try to push it away, or we can take this opportunity to face it head on. So let's talk about confronting your sin. John Owen writes in his little book, Mortification of Sin, Cease not a day from this work. Be killing sin or it will be killing you. So he says we, we have to do this. Uh, the death of our souls is at stake. So there are three means of grace that God has given us. Um, this is not an exhaustive list, but these are three uh, main ways that God has always given uh, believers in Christ um, ways to confront sin. The first is prayer. In Psalm 41.4, the psalmist writes, Have mercy on me, Lord. Heal me, for I have sinned against you. This is a prayer of confession. Uh, confronting our sin means acknowledging it before God. He is the one we have offended, first and foremost. 
when we are confronted with our sin and have to confess and apologize to God and to others over and over again, we can also pray for God to help. Lord, help me. I keep running into this and I keep um, sinning in the same way over and over again. And in this cry for help, uh, the Spirit is praying with us and he gives us power over temptation. So in addition to prayer, we should lean into scripture. In confronting our sin, we should use scripture as our guide to define what sin is. So reading scripture, we encounter the holiness of God, the character of God, and anything that is uh, an offense to that, or anything less than that, um, is sin. So we can define sin, we can uh, put a name to it. Um, we also see the love of Christ when we read scripture. The gospels are each um, stories, accounts of the passion narrative, which is what we celebrate in Holy Week. It's what uh, Jesus came to do on this earth, which was to die and to rise again. He did this out of love for his people. He did this to overcome sin and death. Um, in confronting sin, this should always be at the forefront of um, our prayer and our minds. So, um, in scripture, what we learn is that we're more depraved and sinful than we currently know. And we can thank God for revealing our sin so that we can repent and begin to be made more like Christ. We, we know from scripture, we can know from scripture, the truth about ourselves and about God and what he is doing in our lives. The third thing, aside from prayer and scripture, is the church. We need others, specifically other believers, other Christians, to help us. You cannot do this alone. Though you may find yourself alone right now, we still have means to communicate and interact with others. And we need to ask others to pray for us, help us, hold us accountable. Seek their wisdom, seek their, their advice, their counsel. We need others to help us. Uh, you can do this with the RUF uh, community around us. Uh, seek help from uh, me or one of the interns, and uh, we'd be more than happy to help you confront your sin. In this time that's so kind of chaotic, our, our lives have been kind of turned upside down, there's a temptation to kind of put our relationship with God on hold. We'll just kind of give in to whatever impulse we feel in order to cope with the stress and anxiety that we're experiencing. But what if this time can be used by God in our lives to become more like Christ? Now we'd be kidding ourselves if we didn't see this process as war. In the Bible it says our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the evil rulers and principalities of this dark world. We're at war against a virus, 
right now. Sin, like a virus, has infected us all and is bringing destruction and death wherever it goes. And we ourselves are complicit. As it says in Romans, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Yet we have a warrior who has gone to battle for us. He is Christ. And his greatest battle was the cross where he conquered the consequences of sin and death. He has risen victorious from this battle and he has ascended into heaven. He is our guide. He's our champion. He's our hero in the battle and it has been won. Jesus is our best defense against temptation. Jesus is our best uh, co-warrior in this fight. Um, This is our balm in our sorrow of our sin, that Jesus took it on his shoulders. He washed us. He won us. He is victorious. So this brings us to the third point. In this time where we become more aware of our sin, we have opportunity to confront our sin in new ways that maybe we hadn't before. Then we need to learn how to receive mercy and grace to cover our sin. When we call sin, sin, and go to God to seek forgiveness, the Bible tells us when we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. You are forgiven. Full stop. This can be one of the most difficult things to believe because it involves accepting that we have received what we did not deserve. We can be tempted to believe that after we sinned, we have lost God's love. Or that after we sin over and over and over again, he has run out of patience with us. And yet, John Owen again writes, The greatest sorrow and burden you can lay on the Father... The greatest and kindness you can do to him is not to believe that he loves you. We sing sometimes in RUF, God's mercy is more. God's mercy is deeper than we know. It's enough to cover all of your sin. This time in isolation, though it's not the way we wanted things to look like, It might be an opportunity to grow more aware of God's mercy for you and to grow in holiness as you grow in your awareness of your need of him. Once there was a king of Israel, King David, who instead of going into battle against the enemy with his men, he stayed behind in his home. And it was there that he fell into the greatest sin of his life. When we stop fighting against sin and we fall into complacent, listless, numbing boredom, we are vulnerable to temptation more than any other time. We're told by the CDC, by mayors and governors around the country, stay home. And I'm not telling you to do anything different. I'm saying stay home, but do not give up fighting the good fight. We have a warrior who has gone before us. His name is Jesus. 
and he has risen victorious. That's what we celebrate at Easter. So I ask that you would remember that and lean in into this fight against sin.